And welcome to another edition of Speaking Out America. Jim Watkins here. Join me online at Jim Watkins One. Just a reminder that you can listen to the live broadcast also on CRNTalk.com, uh, Monday through Friday, Eastern Time, noon, and then also again at 8 o'clock at night in case you miss uh, the noontime report. And, you know, this is my favorite part of the day, really. I get to talk to you and I get to share with information you that I think that is valuable for you uh, and cut through the crap that the other media uh, is always trying to spend. You know, there is some, such, such a thing as uh, reporting by omission. And it's interesting, as much news as I report or that I read and consume every day, like many of you who scroll quite a bit to keep up on what's going on in this crazy world, I'm, all, I'm always amazed at how much the major mainstream news media leaves out. For example, over the last couple of days, the stories that we're hearing about regularly on the nightly news have to do with, and they'll, they'll do this for a few days, they always talk about the weather, which the weather is the weather, uh, and, and they have been talking about the, uh, the murder of the Atlanta student, but they don't really talk about other crime that's directly related to MS-13 and places like Chicago and New York. They'll focus in on one element of, of criminal activity, but they overlook all the other elements like the smash and grabs, the fact that more people now when they go to shop, they're actually only being allowed in the store one or two at a time. In some places, I had a friend tell me he went to Best Buy and when he got up to the door, they said, well, you have to make an appointment. And he asked, well, why do I have to make an appointment? And the clerk said, because there's too many people stealing. So there's a real problem on our hand. Governor Newsom is being recalled in his state. Now, I know that there have been numerous attempts to recall the governor, but this is the guy that probably at this moment stands the best chance of possibly running for president. He's acting like he's running for president. And the media is, is treating him as if he is a potential because he's off-quoted in the press and on TV. And his state is in such horrible shape. And it's, it's unbelievable that it really is the Peter Principle. Remember the Peter Principle? Mediocrity uh, rises to the top. And, and Gavin Newsom is a good example of that. Gavin Newsom, Adam Schiff, these people are the symbol of what's wrong with our leadership because they don't care about the people in their communities or their districts. They only care about the people who give them money, who invest in their re-election campaigns. And this is why I've argued that term limits must be enacted. We have to limit the amount of time these people spend in, in Washington. They get corrupted by their own sense and love for power. Uh, there was an interesting quote, Sean Davis, formerly of the Trump. I think he might be, be still involved in Trump. Listen to what he says. You hear this often from the left where people talking about Trump and how he's a danger to democracy and that if he's reelected, our democracy is destroyed. And listen to his common sense approach to that very statement, uh, Sean Davis from The Federalist. So when the left comes out and says we have to take out Trump to save our democracy, they're actually saying we need to prevent you from voting for who you want, which is actual democracy, so we can protect our power. 
So I, I would challenge your uh, listeners to do the following. Every time they hear a Democrat or a member of the left say the word our democracy or the phrase our democracy, replace it with our power. And that's actually that honestly conveys what they're trying to do. They are willing to destroy democracy, which is the ability of us to vote for who we want to in order to save their own power. And that's what this is all about. Yeah, and that's always what it's been about. And he's right. If you substitute the word democracy for power, it's a more accurate assessment. And I've also argued that when they say they're democracy, they're really talking about big blue concentrations of population that they want to run the rest of the country. And this goes back to that perennial struggle that I told you about. It goes all the way back to even Abraham uh, when you had... The, the city dwellers fighting with the farmers and the people that were growing food in the outlying communities of Palestine back then uh, under Roman rule. And before that, there's always been this struggle, this schism between the city people uh, and the country folk. And we're seeing it play out today. Uh, Trump won handily in Michigan, and he set yet another record. Listen to his little brief speech after his and he won 60% to Haley's 30%. 60% of those who voted Republican voted for Trump in Michigan. And I just want to thank everybody. You've been incredible. And I'm so proud of the results because they're far greater than anticipated. So thank you all very much. And I'll be seeing you over the next period of nine months and long beyond that. Thank you very much. And deep congratulations. And so now we're on to Super Tuesday, and Super Tuesday is a whole bunch of states that will all be voting on Super Tuesday primary, and I believe that's next week. Now, obviously, Trump's the only one on the ticket, so he can go in and sweep as long as Nikki Haley is there or not. He's still going to get that 60%, I see, that uh, I think Nevada is, is going to be all in on Trump. Obviously, California won't be. But California will be the outlier. And frankly, uh, if they were to divvy it up between those on the left side of Interstate 5 and those on the right, they would probably see that people who live in the rural areas of California, like Yolo County and up in Mount Shasta and Redding, San Bernardino, all these places, um, you know, uh, Tahoe. Well, Tahoe is a little bit liberal. Uh, but uh, you've got large pockets of red uh, in the rural areas of California, and California being such a big state, there are a lot of rural areas, and there are a lot of people that are for, for Trump. And the Republicans in California, the ones that live in the cities, are cowards. They're just absolute cowards because they're afraid of Trump, and they're afraid of losing friends if they were to voice support for Trump. But you remember now, Trump isn't winning because he has a wonderful, warm personality and that people just believe everything that he says. That's not why Trump is is winning. Trump is winning, and, and even Carville, we'll get to Jim Carville in just a moment, but Trump is winning because of voices like this. This is Joy Reid mouthing off about the why United white States people want kids. The population of north of 327 million people. Why do we need more kids? I mean, your party... Senator Tupperville is the one screaming that 10 million immigrants, which I don't even know that that number even makes any sense because 
it doesn't, um, have streamed into the country since Joe Biden has been president. And you're claiming that that's too many people. That You want to talk about denial. Here's a woman who lives in New York. She has a great salary. Uh, she's surrounded by yes people. People kiss her ass over there at MSNBC. Uh, and, and she has the gall to just sort of diminish the suffering that people in America are undergoing. And, and I really wish this does not happen to Joy Reid. I, I, I hope that she doesn't get raped. I hope that she doesn't get stabbed by an immigrant or a migrant who doesn't know who she is and stabs her. I, I hope those things don't happen to her because they are happening to other people. I hope that she doesn't lose a child Oh, wait, she doesn't have children. Oh, that explains her demeanor. Uh, she's probably had, I wonder how many abortions she's had just to celebrate the fact that she can have an abortion. Probably a few, with great pride. Uh, did you know that her father uh, is from the DRC, the Democratic Republic of Con Congo? Yeah, he lives there, and he was there during the Rwanda genocide when all of the people that were slashing off arms in Rwanda to make their escape. They were going to Congo. These are half a million people that died in the course of a month. I think it was 1996. And it was because of a, of a, of an internecine war between the Hutus and the Tutsis. And the Tutsis ruled Rwanda, even though they were the minority, 14% of the population. And the, the, the Hutus were the agricultural class. They were the workers. They were the people that were getting shunned in the outlying areas, uh, in the rural areas. And her father lived in Congo. And where did all of the murderers, the people that massacred women and children and sh cut off their heads with machetes, where did they run to when the UN and European forces started to clamp down and end this? Where did they run to? They ran into the welcoming arms of the Congolese, the DRC. And I, and I wonder what, what kind of upbringing Joy Reid had from a father who sided with mass murderers. And I wonder what her opinion is of white people in general and where she gets that opinion from. I'm willing to bet that as a young child, she sat at her father's knee quite often, and he probably told her old folklore stories about what life is like in Congo, free of white people, free of the master race that, that subjugated the continent. I'm willing to bet that Joy Reid probably was an apt student of her father's tales, and she grew up carrying those, those, those influences with her as she continued to succeed in politics, on radio, and then finally, ultimately, television. She learned at an early age, probably, that people won't fight back against African-American women. They're too, too, too powerful and too intimidating. And I think it was Richard Pryor once who said, there's a reason that black women don't get hit by black men. I'll look it up. Or maybe it was Eddie Murphy. Or maybe it was Dave Chappelle. I can't remember, but I can tell you one thing. Joy Reid has no sympathy for white people. More people come into the southern border. This is some sort of crisis because we, we've got too many people and we've got no more space and we can't afford more people. But now you're saying we need more kids? Can you explain who's the we and what's the purpose? And of course, her implication is it's because we want to produce ourselves. We want to reproduce ourselves. It's a racist to want to have children, according to Joy Reid. Be right back. You're listening to Speaking Out. Got a big show. Stand by.